Welcome to Wandering Minds, a podcast for our parish. That's the parish of Good Shepherd and St Peter Lee. My name's Bridget, I'm the vicar, I'm joined by... I'm Nick, um, the vicar's husband. He's got another identity beyond just that as I well. I yes. But that, that will do that for will now. That will do for now. We are in my study at the vicarage. I'm sitting on the yellow sofa. Nick is on the Ikea chair. The Poang chair is built for ultimate um, uh, comfort and strength. And uh, this podcast is a theological ramble, hence the name Wandering Minds. And uh, for the last few weeks in our online services, we have been thinking about different aspects of spirituality. Uh, We've been doing that because we can't go to church at the moment. So we're thinking about different ways that we can meet with God. And so far we've thought about worship and silence. And today we're thinking about rest and the idea of Sabbath that's in the Bible. So, Nick, just to start with, tell me, what do you do for rest? I know I should know this because I live with you, but uh, for the benefit of the congregation at home. For the benefit of people who I don't live with. Yep. Um, well, I uh, I like listening to music. I like yep. reading. Uh, I like going for uh, walks. Uh, and I like watching football, That's which true. is on right now. But I'm not, I'm not bitter. Well, well done for loving God so much that you're here doing this podcast. You're welcome. That's good. You like lying in the hammock as well. I do well. like lying in the hammock, yes. You laze around quite a bit. No, I rest. This is the point. Yeah. And this is where our different interpretations <laughs> of rest comes into play. Um, I'm a real... I like to relax and switch off by doing. I've got busy hands, haven't I? I and ants in my pants, that's what my parents always said. But I like to garden and decorate and do DIY and I like to sew and make things and I really find that I process stuff that's happening by making. Um, there's something about the act of creating that I find hugely helpful. Um, every little, if I'm sewing, every stitch I make I'm reflecting on something and um, yeah I find it really helpful and centering. But all that's playing isn't it? It's true, it is playing. It's playing and it's being creative, so it's it's engaging a different part of who you are. But in terms of actual sort of like real physical rest and kind of lying on the sofa, uh, I'm not quite so good at that, am I? No. No, you do need to be active. That's true. To rest. I do do need to be quite active to rest. Uh, That may be a a small personality flaw there, but um, yeah. that's an interesting place to start though because we, we're talking about rest and we've kind of talked about leisure pursuits there and yet when I was writing the notes for my talk that I did on Sunday I actually wrote in my notes you know Sabbath rest is not just putting your feet up and watching TV and and I guess there's something in that in that the rest that God gives us is more than just kind of stopping work there's something in it for me that's about restoration it's not just sort of physically recovering because you're tired but but really feeding your soul and restoring yourself or recharging your batteries or something like that I don't know do you see it like that yeah definitely I mean I think I think part of the difficulty that we're exploring today is that um, rest rest becomes something else that's actually almost demanding of our time yeah so there there's you know there's always loads to do um, and, and actually our menu of things to do to rest you know so you might be fidgeting around thinking what am I going what am I going to do to rest now or I've got an hour 
you know how do I make the most how do I make the most of this of, the, of this hour so there's something for me in, in rest that is actually about um, getting yourself backing a little bit of balance uh, doing something that um, uh, counters some of the th patterns that you might often have to do. I mean, how many argu not arguments, but how many times have we had the time on the when it's a, a day off for me and I don't want to make a decision about going out for a dog walk, or I don't want it to be. And actually, I would just want to take the day as it comes because sometimes I feel like the rest of my week is so structured yeah. with meetings and having to be there and having to be there that rest for me is waking up and not really having a plan yeah. for the day. Um, and just you know, letting that day just evolve in a different you know space of time. Yeah. So it, it's definitely more than just you know, uh, vegging out in front of the TV, um, or you know, listening. Yeah. You know. And I, I'm just thinking as you were talking that uh, I think we probably have to recognise the context in which we are making this podcast, and um, for our grandparents, I would imagine that th this idea of free time probably didn't exist actually well I think research shows that we have ironically far more free time now than was the case sort of a hundred years ago and maybe some of that's to do with things like the invention of the dishwasher and the washing machine the tumble dryer but there is something uh, peculiarly modern about being fixated on leisure time and so I think probably we've got to situate this podcast mm. and just recognize we, we want to try and find out what the biblical roots are where this is not about uh being western and and wealthy um it is trying to sort of say what's god's intention here which is maybe a slightly different conversation i noticed when again when i was reflecting on this that in uh, the old testament in 1 kings 19 the story of elijah before he goes to mount horeb that uh, he's thoroughly burnt out after taking on god's enemies and one of the first things he does is he's so exhausted he lies down under a tree and an angel gives him some food and then he sleeps and I think he sleeps for days and I find it fascinating that one of the first things that God does for Elijah is he ministers to his body so he deals with the the, the sheer physical need for food good food and sustenance and physical rest and then after that he takes him to Mount Horeb and that's where he has the kind of spiritual encounter so I think there is something going on there about um, dealing with the, the the physical reality of being drained and needing to sleep well and eat well and look after your body and then after you've dealt with the physical mm. there's something about then moving into encountering God but it also says something so I, so I agree with that but it also says something about maybe Elijah didn't have the right pattern building up to that episode so uh, Elijah was full of zeal was one of is one of the descriptions in that block of passages yeah and actually if you if you get that sense of driven zealous you know I'm you know I'm fighting against God's enemies I'm doing I'm I, I wonder whether that in that in he needed that kind of almost intensive care kind of rest because I don't think he had the actual pattern okay. building building up to yeah. that so 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 again you know to take it back to this context of of um recognizing that in the past people didn't have the privilege of leisure time and certainly in other parts of the world I think there's not a privilege there if you are um existing in a place where life is very physically demanding um but actually we are saying we believe that there is something of God in making time as humans for each of us to rest every week that there is something in kind of God's intent for humanity there that that goes across every time and 
and all places um and we've got to somehow Definitely. look at how we yeah. how we recover that it's um, how it's how we made so i would say that for me um the sabbath is is linked to us being creatures it's uh, we are part of god's creation and i think the ultimate you know the, the kind of the, the ultimate human sin is seeing ourselves not as being created not as being dependent on god not as being in relationship with our world around us but as being equal to god being you know all-knowing all-powerful and the world is here for us and sabbath actually is about putting ourselves in, in the right place literally uh in terms of how we understand ourselves how we relate to god how we relate to other people and how we relate to the world around us i like that so uh, creation order one might say yeah and and uh, use using our time to, to, to give ourselves a kind of reality check, literally a reality check, of actually saying, you know, we we you know we might feel like we're not we don't have to depend on God, particularly if we're in you know the context that we're in now, you know, or you might feel like you're you're at the end of your tether and is God going to come through for you? Whatever. So you give yourself a reality check by actually you know marking and noting, yeah, I am dependent on God. Yeah. So oh, I like that. I like that as well. It's not just for those who are tired, it's actually also for those like Elijah who are firing on all cylinders when he's taking on God's enemies, who are kind of think, look at me, I can just keep going, um, I'm sort of semi-superhuman. So the reality check is, no, we're all created by God, we are creaturely, we're dependent upon yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. We need all of that. Great, good starter for ten. On Sunday at our Zoom service I was talking about Sabbath rest and uh, I was reflecting on what God did when he rested on the seventh day in the creation story and I was saying I've often wondered about that and I've come to the conclusion that when God rested he didn't just sit back and put his feet up but he enjoyed everything that he'd created all those things that he'd made and called good he spent time enjoying them and that includes enjoying us as well and so for me when it comes to Sabbath rest there's something in there about us having time and space to enjoy the good things that God has created, to enjoy God and to be enjoyed by God. But I'm also aware that in saying that, that makes Sabbath sound very individualistic. And, and I don't think it is, because I think if you look at the Old Testament commands around Sabbath and rest, there are three dimensions to it. There's the um, dimension of the individual having time and space to rest. Then I think there is a corporate responsibility for rest where you hear in the command something about making sure that the servants have time to rest and every member of the household has time to rest. But then it even goes so far as um, being part of the creation order. There, there are instructions to allow land to rest. So we've started off a little bit talking about rest for ourselves, but I think it does operate at those three levels, individual, corporate, and creation is that something that you yeah as well? i mean i think that that's you talked about the land resting but i always think about the tying your donkeys up and not you know not 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 leaving them to rest as well as so animals you know yeah. that you would that you would be using in your fields and things i think that's where that's where the difference comes between what you might call sabbath rest and and rest yeah i think there's some there's something in sabbath rest which is firstly about our attention so where where are we where are we focusing our attention by deliberately resting and our attention is going to our 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 sense of responsibilities and our sense of dependencies so we're dependent on god we're dependent on other people we're dependent on creation and by resting 
we're, we're giving attention to that fact you know that we're actually we're actually supposed to be becoming much more aware and that and that will affect our relationships with with those people and those those things yeah because we've given it a different a different attention but it's and then it's also about our intention in terms of we're, we're, we're wanting to um, allow uh, the creation around us and others around us to flourish and to be given space to develop that, that we're not going to take 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 from it so I think that for me that's really really important one of my favorite authors talks about Sabbath as an act of resistance so nice. Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath is a way of resisting all of the ways in which uh, as human beings we could easily drift into we're, we're in control we're in charge uh, whereas actually Sabbath is all about resisting that um, and and putting order and good balance in in our lives so it can never just be individualistic because we are dependent upon other people and if we're gonna if we're going to rest we have to be aware of well what what are the what are the implications of us doing that particular activity on those yeah on those other people and, yeah. and how and, and what do we make of that it, it's funny because it, it makes me think of the story of uh, Jesus with Mary and Martha in the Gospels, which is one I've always kind of struggled with, actually, because Mary is the one who's sitting at Jesus' feet. It's very countercultural. She's in a room full of men. She's this wonderful, empowered feminist kind of figure who's there seeking to learn from Jesus. And then there's Martha, who's the woman who's kind of rushing around in the kitchen getting the meal ready for everyone. And, you know, obviously in the story we hear, well, isn't it great? Mary's where she should be, you know, at the feet of Jesus learning. And I've always thought, but somebody's got to make the dinner, for goodness sake. Poor old Martha. Um, so I, there's something interesting there with what you're saying about um, it can never be just a, an individual endeavour because we are we're part of something bigger and we're you know we've got to enable one another to rest I guess but I, I like what you're saying as well I think probably for me the idea of Mary and Martha I, I I think you can encounter God in both of those things. I can encounter. I think you can encounter God in the stillness and the adopting the posture where you're desiring to learn, but also you can encounter God in the preparing of the meal and the washing up. I think it's your intention thing that you've mentioned. And both, both. I think the interesting thing about Bible stories like that is we read into them what our own kind of expectations and understanding might be. So to see Mary sitting at Jesus' feet, you kind of see that as quite passive. So you say, passive sitting at Jesus' feet, good, active running around in the kitchen, bad. But I think both were active choices. And what Mary was choosing to do was, was actually give attention to Jesus. So I don't think Martha is told off, you know, in that story for getting the dinner ready. Yeah. It was, it was actually, this was an opportunity to give attention to yeah. Jesus in a particular way. And for whatever reason, she wasn't giving that attention so it's an active choice it's not a kind of yeah. one was resting passively and the other was just too busy yeah it's about i think it's actually about the attention so if you go for a you know a bike ride you know a 50 mile bike ride yeah and you plug yourself into your you know your your your, your phone with your map and your headphones with your your podcast on and you scoot around that it might you know for a, for an hour or so that might be really invigorating for your body. It might be a kind of rest and a, and a leisure pursuit. But if there's nothing in that about changing your attention to who am I before God and what am I, you know, what am I like in God's world, it's not Sabbath rest for me. Yeah. Um, so I think for me that's particularly important. Well, you see, I was just reflecting on that with gardening. That actually sometimes if I'm weeding, 
I I literally say to God when I'm pulling up the weeds, I'm kind of like, God, what's the stuff that you want to uproot mm. in my life at the moment? What's the stuff that needs pulling up and discarding? And then if I come across something kind of amazing, whether it's a um, an insect or a, a flower that's self-seeded, there's something there about kind of noticing then, you know, what's God seeing in me that that is something of beauty and something that reflects his creation? So definitely that that's how it works for me, is that kind of just sort of, yeah, just set, just finding God in all of it. Um, I like that that setting of your focus of attention and your intention. Yeah. But to move it on to the kind of corporate thing, um, when we were discussing this uh, before the start of the podcast, uh, and we were sort of saying actually there there's a justice dimension to Sabbath because if the command in the Old Testament sort of says you know you you rest your whole household rests your servants rest your animals rest, that means that we are not just concerned with making time for us to rest and for our own self-care, but we're also making time to enable other people to rest as well. And it reminded me of your dad, you know, great lifelong trade unionist, who um, the second year I was ordained said to me, um, what do you mean you're working at Christmas? Well, I'm working at Christmas, I'm a vicar. Well, what, what, what do you mean you're working at Christmas? You worked last Christmas, you should have this Christmas off. Uh, which was sort of missing the point, but I kind of liked the fact that what he was saying is, hang on, you worked last Christmas, so it's your right to have this Christmas off. There is something kind of of God in that trade unionist perspective there, isn't it? Well, there is, but also, so my dad was a steel worker. Yeah. People needed to work every day of the year yeah. to keep the furnace going. Yeah. You could, you know, and to make sure that the factory the factory was safe. Yeah. Um, but you'd never work two Christmases. So, you know, in fact, actually, you'd probably never work, you, you might even only ever work one in seven with the shift kind of rotors because it wasn't productive. Yeah. But actually, someone had to do it. So I think... The, the the idea that <clears throat> everything stops is probably a mis for I would think is probably a misreading on the Sabbath, yeah. and that's why there are all these little counter rules to you know in to say you can do this small thing but you can't do this large thing. You can you know you can you can get milk from the larder but you can't go and milk your yeah. your cow. You know it's kind of it's about that balance between you you've got you've you know this is about intentionally stopping, but there is an impact. There is an impact on other people. Yeah, and I think. There's got to we've got to have some kind of awareness of of other people and, and the way in which they can or can't access adequate rest. Um, I was thinking actually even as something as simple as the clothes that you wear. You know when you look at the label and see um, where they've been made. Do the workers in those factories have time off? Do they work seven days a week? Because that's what many factory workers in other parts of the world are doing. And and if we're buying those clothes, then we're we're actually enabling working conditions that exploit people and remove that um, human right. I'd say because it's part of our humanity to have sufficient rest. So there is something in in the way that we live, like you say, where we've got to attend to whether other people can access rest. Yeah, and I think that that the, in, the one of the interesting stories for me is so the story in the New Testament that's when Jesus is critiqued about the Sabbath. Yeah. Um, when his disciples are picking the ears of corn left for gleaning on the edges of the field, and and that's technically working because it's technically harvesting. Um, Jesus then counters that and says, you know, uh, that's actually a, you know the the Sabbath is created for man, not man for the Sabbath. This is absolutely fine to do because David. You know, ate bread off the altar on 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 the Sabbath, but that again was a justice issue. Yeah. So that was that was about the kind of landowners. You know, they'd got their little gleaning 
um, cubes around around thing, and that, but they didn't want people to touch that even even on even on it was there it was still their crop, whereas actually the ethic of that is it's no longer theirs they've left it doesn't belong to them anymore. So I, I think there's even in the story that is quite contentious about this habit that justice lies at the heart of it because rest is actually about the value of people as God's creatures and our fellow creatures, not as um, you, you know just kind of units of, 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 of the economy or as kind of you know yeah. commodities. You know, people and and again it's this that's that's what we're being forced to think about. Um, for both ourselves but also for others around us yeah that, I mean that makes the notion of Sabbath actually seem really exciting I think you, you know just hearing you talk about that you think that's really good to gift that to other people um, and then of course there's the the dimension to Sabbath of, of creation and we've got those instructions in the Old Testament that that talk about jubilee years and um, leaving time for the land to rest I mean that's you know way ahead of its time in terms of crop rotation um, but there's something going on there about we all know now that we are ex- we are exploiting the land and we're stripping it of its natural resources because we are farming it, particularly in this country, so intensively that we're just, um, you know, the, the natural plant life, the insect life, the bird life, all of those things are gradually being lost because of intensive farming where we are not allowing the land sufficient time to recover. Um, I think it's extraordinarily radical that God puts in place this this sort of order that says even my land has to rest. Yeah, and I think again it's about it's about the, that we can be complicit in that and we can we can think that creation is ours rather than actually say, seeing it as a, as a, as a gift and the gift and the giftedness. Yeah. But we're, we're we're also all a little bit complicit in that. I mean strawberries has been one of our staples in our family house over this lockdown period the yeah. kids you know so it's a fruit that they like so i like to eat of them but every time i buy it i'm a little bit like you know yes okay it's just in season now but it's you know it's intensely farmed it comes in plastic it's you know yeah it, i and there's something you we can never we can never escape all that even if you're a person who thinks you you make all of those ethical choices but i think we have to be we have to be aware and, and actually then choose to think through what what's the thing that I'm going to try and do that's going to put that attention back in that in that in in that space yeah you know it, it might it might be that I will get a vegetable plot I mean we haven't but it might be that you know you are not digging up those well we, beds. well you know no we 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 were fortunate enough to be able to when when our previous car you know clapped out to make the choice to get an electric car you know that for me is actually a sabbath choice in terms of we had an opportunity there to get something that and change our electricity supplier to a renewable um, to actually for me that's a sabbath act that's actually about well it has it has genuinely yeah, slowed it has. us down yeah, it has, it has made us, us travel differently yeah, it we, has it's been transformative um i it's interesting talking now i'm kind of thinking we should have done a whole podcast series on sabbath because if we, i feel like we are just scratching the surface but hopefully it does open up for people the kind of multiple levels and dimensions that are are involved in this idea for this final section i thought it might be useful to do something that we did last week which is just think a bit about the barriers that prevent us from being able to take rest or sabbath rest 
And the, the first one I was thinking of is, is my own issue, which is a Protestant work ethic. And, and I know I've grown up in a household where there's a really strong emphasis on being productive. And I think about my dad particularly, who hardly ever sits down. He's always doing something productive, you know, and he begins his day by saying, what are you going to do today? And he ends it by saying, what did you do today? There is never space to simply be. Um, and I, I kind of like, I like that I like working, but I really recognise that there's a bit of an issue there, that if you get your sense of worth and value from being productive, then actually it's very hard to just rest in God's presence where you allow God to enjoy you and where you enjoy God, just just like you do when you you sit with somebody you love, you know, cuddling on the sofa or something. So, that, so that's a kind of more internal driver then, that's a barrier from within. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's obviously, I'm, I'm sharing with everybody, that's my issue, <laughs> and, uh, if you hadn't yet picked it up already, Cause, everybody. Because for me, it would be the, op- not the opposite, for me, it would be the external thing that is the barrier, which is all the work that... I feel others are asking me to do or I've got on my particular plate. Yeah. Um, and particularly in the in, in the kind of the, 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 the working environment that I'm in where a lot of stuff is by email or phone or, you know, that actually yeah. those messages don't stop coming in. So if you don't, if you're not ruthless or, you know, um, de- you know, committed to actually stop that time and boundary that time, then it can keep, it can creep in, particularly yeah. in the kind of... You know, as we are now in lockdown, it's much easier to kind of creep in. But also on the domestic front as well. I mean, we, you know, we we've been moaning during lockdown again that the moment you clear up after one meal, the whole kitchen is devastated by the teenagers. You've got to clear up again, and then there are bills to be paid, and it's just endless, isn't it? Um, I do think there's something there about giving yourself permission, for example, to say, "I'm just going to leave the washing up and walk away." Um, and sometimes it's actually more important to leave the, some jobs undone to enable us to stop, I think, rather than getting it all done. Yeah, and I think also, um, and I, you know, I had, I had to kind of last year, you know, talk to a coach about this in terms of feeling like I'm letting people down all the time by saying no to no to no no to work or mm. no, I can't do that. Actually, being able to say to people, uh, I really can't do any more. You know, or I'm having a day off on this day, or you know, I can't do that over the weekend. I'll do it next week. That kind yeah. of communication is just really good communication. I mean, for some people, it's really you know, it's much much harder. And you know, some people might be holding down two jobs to, yeah. you know, to kind of get 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 the money that, that they need to look after their families or themselves. And and that you know, lots of people in what's called the gig economy now, where you're supposed to be flexible. You know, it's supposed to all be about you and, and managing around your time, but it's really not. Yeah. You know, so I think I think there are lots of pressures on time, um, and it's and it's quite hard. And, and that's where I think, in terms of the communal aspect, becomes a positive thing because what we can do in that context is that we can mm. we can keep people to account in a positive way. Are you are you getting enough? rest so yeah. I talk to my work colleagues about that all the time about you know and my line manager is really good about that you know we'll you know always be talking you know making sure that I can get the rest that I do but also helping people out you know where you know like yeah. you said before about babysitting or about the I, I totally agree with that I mean I was reflecting that I mean you've used the example of people who've got two or more jobs and I was thinking about those who are in a say a single parent um household where actually you you kind of you can't get any time off 
because you are on duty the whole time and in those cases I think somebody has to gift you time off either by saying let me babysit so you can go and do something that you would like to do or um, yeah just being aware of other people's uh, limitations and restrictions and offering to kind of help with that Um, and also encouraging people sometimes to to give themselves permission so if people are working in multiple jobs that's where I say it's okay sometimes to then just leave the washing up in the sink um, because it doesn't matter if it's not done for that occasion sometimes care for ourselves is more important one area that is challenging and I didn't put this in our podcast notes dear so this is an interesting one is I was thinking about there are times in my own life where I think my goodness I need some time off but actually what I need time off from is the challenges of life so for example if someone's living with um, ill health if if someone's got cancer if you're living with a bereavement if you're going through a period of depression sometimes you can think I just want to get away from all this but of course you actually can't that I think is a particularly challenging time Um, and I guess in my own experience I, I sort of look back I know that God sustains me and it's almost like you just have to take that little moment of recharge wherever you can get it but Um, even that's getting into i think a deeper understanding of the idea of sabbath rest so if you look in the book of hebrews you know and the notion of entering into god's rest and the even what we're talking about the land before so the kind of yeah the, the 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 point of giving the land the rest was that actually it did restore it and it did and there is this sense of brokenness that the sabbath points us towards yeah kind of restoration and so there's so there's some, there's something even in uh, whatever those whatever those things that are pressing in and you might be that we're called we're called into and it might just be glimpses it might just be moments but there's something something in that which is which is yeah. actually it, it's, it's salvific, it is is salvific is is a part of God's God's recreating yeah. new creation but, uh, just uh, literally as you're talking I was thinking that's Jesus though when he says come to me all yeah. you who are weary and heavy laden and, and give I will you give rest. you rest. And you're so right. The rest, the rest is not, you know, eight hours sleep. Although that sounds marvelous as a woman of certain age, um, but it is that it is that spiritual sustenance and restoration. Um, and, and we're back, we're back, to, we're back to community here in terms of, um, and and it could be as simple as giving someone a phone call. Yeah. Um, you know, so someone can unburden their yeah. uh, the things that have been plaguing them or the horrible day that they've had or the fact that they've worked and then come home or the fact that you know they're a retired person but they had to do three different runs to look after their yeah. their own grandkids and then they got home and had to go and do x y and z and and actually just being able you know, sometimes to, in order to rest we need to unwind uh, and actually being part of a community it's it, it is gives us that capacity to unwind so that we can then enter into that rest yeah. and be easier but it's definitely, I think, being aware of those multiple dimensions of rest that we experience at different times in life, I think. So sometimes it is that um, that spiritual sustenance that may come through the phone call of the person just saying, how are you or how can I help? Um, so perhaps recognising that we cycle through different experiences of God's rest at different points in life. I'm guessing in a minute we should draw it to a close, but there was one last thing that I, I wanted to mention and that it relates to my plants oh, right. of course uh, because as we know that is how I meet with God through all things practical but um, in our house now I've recently bought quite a few house plants and had them for my birthday and things 
and um, I have what's called Houseplant Friday where every Friday I basically check my houseplants and I feed them and I, and I clean the leaves and I water them but it's really interesting that in terms of caring for my plants I have actually developed a rhythm where every week I attend to them and uh, you were saying to me earlier there's something there about us as humans just just creating a bit of a rhythm for ourselves you know I, I love that I can put in place a rhythm to look after my houseplants but maybe I'm not quite as good at, at looking after myself uh, and I wonder if there's a challenge in that for us just as we sort of draw this to a close I don't know what do you think I, I mean I think that so, so my granddad was a farmer and the rhythm the rhythm of life was you know was set by uh the, the kind of rigors of the of, of, of the what it meant to look after the crops so you you got you got up at dawn you know you that you, you you finish work after lunch you didn't work on Sundays um, unless it was you know a, a, an emergency and you had to go and tend something but it's really hard for us I think for those of us who live in London uh, to to kind of engage with what is the rhythm like in in a city and we have we have partial rhythms and that's why I kind of I do I do quite like the idea of the keep Sunday special type of angle for what a Sabbath is is is, is all about but it's about trying to find that rhythm so you've got house ground flight Friday because your day off is often on a Friday you work yeah. on a Sunday you know for other people shift patterns might work as you know so I think I think there is the, there is a real challenge with finding what that rhythm is and, yeah. and then and then sticking with that rhythm so perhaps just something for people to think about with their uh, responsibilities, whatever they may be, it's just looking at what might work for each person given their circumstances, just to, to give their chance for their souls to breathe. Yeah, so I think it's about saying that if this is what Sabbath rest is all about, if this is a time to give my attention to my dependency on God, what, what what's going to give you life in doing that? What's the, what is the space that you need and what is the rhythm that you can build in to whatever the set of demands are that you have that puts that in place for you? Yeah. I think that's the key question. Well, that's all good. Uh, we've taken a, a, a very speedy, uh, speedy ramble on this occasion, uh, given uh, it's such a vast topic, but I hope it has helped people to think a bit more broadly about it. And uh, Nick, we should probably go and tidy the kitchen now no i'm going to go and have a rest oh well i'll, I'll tidy the kitchen you go for it martha to be fair you did cook the dinner <laughs> well done thanks for listening bye, bye.